Welcome to the Elevate Life Church podcast of the week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Keith Craft. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit elevatelife.com. He called us to go to church. He's called us to be the church. But you got to go to church to learn how to be the church. An unstoppable force so his kingdom can come and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus' own disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. He taught them a pattern of prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray this way. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the job and the duty of sons and daughters of God, we the church. When we gave this word on New Year's Eve, December 31st, the word forward, I told you that both in the Hebrew, in the Old Testament, in the Greek, in the New Testament, forward is a biblical word. How many of you are glad that God gives us biblical words? But anyway, to go forward means that we're going to advance, we're going to promote, and we're going to progress. And we're gonna get into this uh, over the next month or two or a year about what this means, but I wanted to start with advance today. On the back of your notes, there's just some thoughts. Henry Ford said this, if everyone is moving forward together, then success takes care of itself. That's what's important about going forward. That's what's important about moving together with a group of people. Because when you do that, success will take care of itself. Martin Luther King said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. And then Victor Erickson said this, remember forward movement. Forward is the way of trust. Forward is the way of forgiveness. Forward is the way of action. Forward is the way of healing. Forward is essentially Life, And I want to just stop right here and say something to you, that this is why the enemy of your soul, the devil himself, wants you to get hurt, wants you to hold on to your hurt so that you're always reflecting on the past and you never have a healthy life because of what they did, because of what they said in the past. And I just charge you in the name of Jesus in 2018, go forward, go forward. Come on, look at somebody and say, go forward. Last year, our word was grow. We took it out of Ephesians 4. And again, I would encourage you just to really continue to familiarize yourself, not only with the word of God, but in Ephesians 4. It's just one of those scriptures and one of those chapters in the Bible that really uh, our church as a church identifies with. And one of the things that we, as we gave the word last year, that grow, it meant that we were going to grow up in all things. The Bible says you've got to grow up in all things. You've got to mature. How many feel like you grew up in some things this last year? And, uh, and then he goes on to say this, help other people grow and then cause growth to happen. Be the kind of person that because you grow, personally grow and develop, you're able to help other people personally grow and develop. And then you cause growth to happen, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your church, in the world, no matter where you are. But this year, our word is forward, and I want to point out a key scripture, a core scripture that will be a core scripture for us all year long. And it's found in Genesis, the 26th chapter, the 12th and 13th verses. 
Then Isaac sowed in the land, and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper, continued prospering, until he became very prosperous. Now, guys, put verse 12 back up there. Give me some water, if you don't mind. Um, we, we're going to do something today that we did on December 31st, and that is, I want you to insert your name. By the way, I don't know if you noticed my big pulpit. We brought out the big boy for the first year. Usually my pulpit is a little small little pulpit, but this is the mother pulpit. Anyway, so here's what I want you to do. Get ready. I want you, rather than Isaac, I want you to put your name in there because this prophetically is going to happen for you and your family this year. Come on, let's get our faith up. Let's believe this. So say it out loud with me, your name. Then Keith sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed Keith. Come on. Now look at this. Next verse. Then Keith began to prosper, continued prospering until he became very prosperous in one year, y'all. Let me prophesy, 2019, you're going to look back. I said, you're going to look back, and this is what you spoke over your life. This is what you spoke over your family. Let's put it up there one more time. Let's do it one more time. I want you to say it like you mean it over yourself. Then Keith sowed in the land and reaped when? In the same year, 100-fold, and the Lord blessed him. Then Keith became prosperous, continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Come on, put a big amen on that. Let's believe that together. Now this is the word of God, but let me tell you about something about the word of God. This is called the Logos word. It's the written word of God. Let me give you some good news and some bad news. It's there for you from God, whether you believe it or not. Once you believe it, and once God gives you a word out of his word, the logos, which means the written word, becomes the rhema word of God. That's when the word comes off of the page and not only gets planted in the soul of your heart, but out of the abundance of your heart, you begin to speak the word and it comes to pass. So I believe that for you this year. You're gonna go forward. I said, you're gonna go forward. And as you sow, you're not just gonna reap but in the name of Jesus in 2018, a hundredfold. And you're gonna prosper and you're gonna continue to prosper. And guess what? You're gonna become very prosperous. Come on, would you disagree with that? So Genesis 26, verse 12 and 13 in the King James Version. And I love the King James Version because it's the language Jesus spoke. I didn't know this until I heard a radio preacher when I was about 12 years old. And he was at a Corpus Christi and he said, I only read one Bible. And that Bible I read is the King James Version. There's only one version. They got the living translation. They got, the, they got the, the, the other kind of versions of the Bible, but there's only one called the King James Version because that's the version Jesus spoke. So if you grew up in church like I did, you heard some prayers like this. And thine Lord thou is greatest thee unto thou. God, you're, anybody's like, what in the world? God didn't talk like that. He talks like you. Aren't you glad God talks like you? I'm going to tell you something. There's only, there's, only, there's only four voices you'll ever hear. There's God's voice. There's the devil's voice. There's their voice. 
And then there's your voice. Make sure you know who you're listening to. But God's voice, by the way, sounds like you. He don't sound like Siri. He don't sound like Waze. He don't sound like Google Maps. God's gonna speak to you through your filter so that you can hear him speak, now listen to me, in your voice so that you will begin to say what you hear so you can see what you say. Come on, we're going forward, everybody. So in the King James Version, then Isaac sowed in the land he received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward. Everybody say, I'm going forward. Until he grew and became very great. That's what's gonna happen in Jesus' name. Proverbs 4, verse 20. Y'all don't mind if I read a few scriptures to you, do you? It's the word of God. Just let it penetrate your heart. My child, pay attention to what I say. By the way, you might be an adult, but God wants you to receive him like a child. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. I find this interesting because listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. When uh, early, when Pastor Precious and I, before she was a pastor and I was a pastor and she was just precious, and we'd started dating, I'd go, hey, we'd be talking. I'd go, do you, like, do you see what I'm saying? She'd go. She goes, I can't see what you're saying because of what I'm hearing you say. You see, people, you, you may not even realize this about yourself, but if you're a person that says, do you see what I mean? What that tells you is you're a visual person. If you hear somebody always say, hey, do you hear what I'm saying? Like, don't you do that with your kids? Like, are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes they don't hear what you're saying because they're not an auditory learner. They're a visual learner. So even switching your language just a little bit to say, I want you to see what I'm saying. <laughs> you see that? Okay, we're good now. All right, so anyway. Oh, you didn't hear that. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. I just find this interesting. Listen to this. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as I hear it, watch this now, I begin to say it. I'm going forward this year. I'm going forward this year. Then Keith sowed in the land and in the same year, he received a hundredfold and the Lord blessed Keith. And then Keith became prosperous and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. I'm gonna not just hear a word from God. I'm gonna say it and believe it. And in the name of Jesus, I'm gonna see it. How about you? Come on, let's be those kind of believers and those kind of people. So the Bible says this, Proverbs 4, 25 and 27 in the, in the English Standard Version, let your eyes look directly forward. Don't be like this. What? So many people go through life like this. I can't believe what they said. Can't believe what happened. Can't believe how I was hurt. I'll never forget one time I was in the seventh grade. I'm out on the football field of L. O. Donald Elementary School, and I'm flying a kite. I love to fly kites. I never had much success with them, but I had box kites and other kind of kites. How many of y'all like, like to fly kites back in the day? And I'm running full speed, full speed. 
in this direction, running, and I'm looking at the cop. I'm running full speed, full speed, running full speed. When I woke up, it was dark. And I woke up laying next to the goalpost. I ran full speed into the goalpost. It knocked me out. And I woke up and it was dark and I'm, my head, I was going, oh my goodness, what happened? Where's my kite? It was gone, gone baby, gone. Didn't go forward, it went backward. Here's my point. A lot of people look in life, here's what they're doing. They're trying to make their business work. They're trying to make their relationships work. Like they're running full speed, but they're not looking ahead. And the goal should be to win, but the goals are what take you out because of your focus. Hope you get that. The Bible says, keep your eyes, look directly forward and your gaze straight before you ponder the path of your feet, then all of your ways will be sure. Don't swerve to your left or your right. Turn your foot away from evil. By the way, my friend Scott, he's been having some kind of, uh, is Scott in here? I don't know if he stepped out to smoke a cigarette. or anyway so, anyway, so so my friend Scott, he's been having um, uh, vertigo. And so I read something about the other day. I hadn't told him this yet. Any of y'all ever had vertigo? If you have vertigo, don't like get up all slow and stuff. That's what people do. Oh, man. Oh, man. Here's how to, I'm giving you a secret right now. That's what, they, that's what the research says. So if it doesn't work, this is on you. But anyway, if you're feeling a little vertigoous, jump up out of bed. Shake your head. And it says it'll recalibrate you. See, people that got vertigo, here's what they do. They go, oh, man, oh, man. And they get up. Jump up out of bed. Shake your head. Let's go. Come on. Have you ever had vertigo? If you've never had it, you don't know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you gotta slap your ear, do whatever you gotta do. If we're gonna go forward, I wanna focus on this one thought. We've gotta advance God's plan. We've gotta advance God's plan. I've been saying this for probably 18 years, starting next week is our 18th year anniversary. Everybody don't miss it, it's gonna be fun next week. But we're gonna take a look back at all, all 18 years. Some of y'all have never seen some of our history and some of you are gonna to get to see it again. We keep making history. We're world shakers and history makers here in Frisco, Elevate Life Church. But anyway, um, what was I saying? Huh? Advance God's plan. Yes, I think we really should advance God's plan. <laughs> As we move forward, God wants us to advance his plan. And this is what I've been saying for 18 years. Understand the plan, follow the pattern, receive the promise. Understand the plan, follow the pattern, and receive the promise. And so with that said, I just wanna, I wanna, I wanna focus on advancing God's plan. What is God's plan? God's plan has never changed. Genesis 1.26 says that God made us in his own image. And because he made us in his own image, he said, I'm also going to supernaturally endow you. I'm going to make you like me to, so you can do in the earth what I do as God. You're God's with a little G. Don't be freaked out about that. It's not new age. It's the word of God. It literally means if we've been created in God's image and we're God's sons and God's daughters, we are little gods in the earth. God wants you to operate like a God, but not be your own God. 
But understand you're following the one true God and he's made you in his own image, in his own likeness. He's, in other words, he's supernaturally endowed you in the earth to be like him. And so his consummate goal is to add his super to your natural. So God's ultimate plan, the Bible says, after he made man, that he blessed him to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and take dominion. Watch now. You're not taking dominion when you're doing this. Uh-oh. Oh, okay, that didn't work. Life hits you. Oh, man. You have a setback. Oh, man. That's not taking dominion. That's backing up. One of my friends said it this way. When you have a setback, don't take a step back. Get ready for your comeback. In other words, there's going to be things that hit you. Life is going to hit you. It's going to hit you hard. But don't let the enemy get you in reverse. Don't let him make you stand still. In other words, do nothing. Don't make him get you to a point where you go, man, I hope nothing else bad happens, and you just hold. God wants you to go forward. Everybody say, go forward. And so God's original plan, take a look at your note, notes, is God's plan is to bless you. Jeremiah 29, 11, you know the scripture. I know the plans. This is God talking. I know the plans that I have for you, good and not evil, to prosper you, not harm you, to give you a hope and a future. The God of the universe that created you in his own image and then supernaturally endowed you has a plan to prosper you. His plan has never changed, to bless you. He didn't just create man and woman and say, hey, okay, go figure it out, y'all. He blessed them. To be fruitful. By, by the way, how do you become fruitful? You sow seed. So then Keith sowed in the land and in the same year reaped a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him and he became prosperous and continued prospering and became very prosperous. So I am blessed to be fruitful, but there's one thing in between the blessing of God on my life and me being fruitful. It's me sowing. I could stand at the altar all day long with Sheila like I did a couple years ago. Put a ring on it. She can put a ring on it. I said, okay, now we're married. It's all good. This is going to be great. No, 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 no. The seed planting starts. If there's going to be any fruit in our marriage, if there's going to be any fruit in my family, if there's going to be any fruit in your business, if there's going to be any fruit in your life, there's this one step between God blessing you and blessing you to be fruitful. And that is the action that you take to sow love, to sow seed, to sow kindness, to sow forgiveness, to sow mercy. In other words, it's up to you what you choose to sow in your life. Because the Bible says this, if you sow to the flesh, in other words, if you sow for what it's in, what, what's in it for me, then of the flesh you'll reap corruption. But if you sow to the eternal, then God gives you everlasting things. So again, what is God's plan? God's plan is to bless you. Somebody put an amen on that. So why does God want to bless you? Let me just stop right here and just say this real quick. My, my children, Keila's on the front today. Um, my children, I've told them this from the very beginning. Just because you're my children doesn't mean you get my blessing. Now, I bless you. I bless you to be great. I, I'm going to provide a roof over you. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to instruct you. But let me just tell you something. Someday I will die. I know you don't want to hear that, Keila, but I'm going to die someday. And someday her mom's going to die. And we have made sure that there's going to be an inheritance. And we've also made sure there's going to be an endowment to this church. So as a part of my estate planning, 
My kids are written into that, but listen very carefully. It's not assured. If they chose not to buy into the family core values, if they chose not to live like we live, if they chose just to do their own thing, just because their last name is Kraft or just because they came from us doesn't mean they get the blessing that's on us. So many people don't realize that. There's a responsibility that you have to receive the blessing of God on your life. And too often times we have an entitlement mentality. We think we're born into a certain family or it should be this way and it should be that way. No, 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 there's a price that every one of us has to pay so that the blessing of God can come on our life. And what's so important for us to realize is that God has a plan to bless you, but here's the second thing. God's plan is to build his church in you and through you. So God wants to bless you for what? To be his people in the earth. You see, it doesn't matter what those who've gone before you have done. Your destiny is from God. He has a plan for you. You're the chooser. God has a plan to build his church through you. On the back of your notes, here's a thought about the church. The church, the powerful forming or shaping of a peculiar people. People together by God to be established or to establish his kingdom in the earth. The church is not a particular building. It's not a specific denomination. The church is a group of at least two or more people who are formed and shaped by the word of God, who become a peculiar people and unique because they put God first in every area of their lives and they live with a transcendent cause to make Jesus' name great and they see themselves as the viceroys or stewards of God's kingdom in the earth. Listen, y'all, I grew up in church, but I didn't grow up in church learning that. I grew up in church and I was told to be a good boy. I grew up in church and I was told to serve Jesus. And I grew up in church and I was told to not have sex before I got married. Now, I grew up in church and I heard all the rules and I heard all, but I didn't grow up in a church where I heard that I was the church, not just going to church. I wasn't just supposed to be a church goer. I was supposed to be the church in the earth and that God wanted to flow his blessing through me because I was his son and I was a part of his family and his church in the earth to bless the families of the earth. I wasn't raised like that. I don't know about you. I was raised in church. I was raised to go to church. You know why people don't go to church more today? Because they don't understand. It's not going to church. It's being the church. And we go to church so we can learn about God's blessing for our life and what he has in store for us and hear the word of the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. We come to the house of God to hear a word from God for our life, to understand what this instruction manual has for us so that we can walk in the fullness and the blessing and in God's plan that he uniquely and ultimately has for each one of us. But it's so much more than about Keith Craft. It's so much more than about you. But yet all of us have a part in this. And so God wants to bless you, but there's a reason he wants to bless you. I want to bless my children. Listen to me, because I believe my children don't just bear my name, but listen, they bear my core values. In the earth, we are a tribe that God has called to make a difference. I can tell you my parents didn't think this way. And again, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that negatively or positively. They just didn't have the revelation. Most people just think about the American dream, you know, get married, have some kids and get a house and, you know, get a job and get a good paying job and then get a better job, move all over the country to get a better job and so you can provide better for your family. And most men, here's, here's what they think. And this is how my dad thought, with all due respect, he said, well, you know, my job is to make sure that you have a, a roof over your head and that you're fed. And that's noble, 
but it's not kingdom. God wants us to understand that he has a plan and that we're a part of that plan. And the plan is not just for me to live 70 or 80 years, in my case, 150, totally healthy. But anyway, I've told my kids, I said, you know why, I'm, you know why I work out like I do? Like about two years ago, Sheila goes, why do you work out so hard? I said, because I'm supposed to live a long time. You know why? Because I'm supposed to expand the tribe. In other words, there's supposed to be a tribe in the earth that makes a difference for the glory of God. So I'm living my life believing that all the way. Some of you didn't come from that great of a tribe. Well, welcome to Elevate Life Church. You're our family of choice. We're doing this together. We choose to go and grow through life together and to go forward. You see, the reality is we all have a role to play. Some of you have heard of Billy Graham, of course, one of the greatest modern day evangelists that's ever lived. Some of you have heard of Bill Bright, if you've been in the Christian world at all. But the reality is, is that a lot of people haven't heard about the people who impacted and influenced their lives. And the people that influenced their lives were as significant as the people that lived their lives. And a lot of times that's what we don't realize. We don't realize that there's people all around us that have had major influences. And, and there was a man who, who was just a shoe salesman and D.L. Moody was a shoe salesman and he is selling shoes alongside of him, starts telling him about the kingdom and, and, and D.L. Moody gives his life to Christ. But not just that, but he says, you know what? Now here's a salesman, he's not a ministry guy, but he's a kingdom guy. At his job, he's sharing Christ, he's sharing the kingdom. And, and he, his name was Edward Kimball. And he says, you know what? Why I just want to tell you about Jesus and what he's done for me and how he's changed my life and changed my family. And Dale Moody invited Jesus to come into his life, but then he decided I'm supposed to be in full-time vocational ministry. And he, he becomes the greatest evangelist of his time and establishes Moody Institute in Chicago and establishes Moody interpreters that have been the number one Bible interpreter around the world for almost 100 years. On and on and on I could go. Henrietta Mears, most people never heard of Henrietta Mears, but Henrietta Mears was just a little Sunday school teacher in Hollywood, California. She took her, her, her little Sunday school class to 400, then a Sunday school class became 4,000. And 400 of the young people that she poured into became full-time ministers for the glory of God, including Billy Graham. And you think about those people's stories and you think about as it relates to the kingdom, if God wants to bless my life, why does he want to bless my life? Why, why would God want to bless you? The same reason I want to bless my kids. I want to bless my kids. Watch this now. Because my kids are us, and it's not about being the crafts in the earth. Watch this. It's about being the kingdom in the earth. And so I want to make sure they're blessed. But guess what? If they didn't choose that path, it wouldn't be the same. I would love them. I'd want the best for them. But I'm just saying, this is in America what we don't understand. We, do, we, we create dysfunction in our families because we end up blessing ill-mannered behavior. We end up blessing uh, children and they get, a, they get an entitled mentality and we end up with, they're our family. So no, no, let me just tell you something. The bottom line is God's blessing is attached to your obedience. And God wants us to raise up families in the earth that are taking dominion and moving forward and not going backwards in Jesus' name. It's a big, big deal. And so, so again, 
Jesus said this. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. Who's building the church? Jesus, come on. Who's building the church? Jesus. But he says, I want you to be the church, so I'm building you. You're my son. You're my daughter. I bless you to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, to have dominion. Now go take dominion. Don't go backwards. Go forward. Don't let life knock you down. Don't let the devil take you out. Don't let hurt keep you underneath pain and regret and insecurity. I want you to take dominion. So God has a plan to bless us because he sees us as his church. He sees us as his children. And God's plan is for you not just to become the church and that the church and Jesus flow through you and that we become the church throughout the world, but also God's plan for you in your notes is to be planted in his house. Coming to church is a big deal. I know in America, it's not that big a deal. Less than 38% of Americans now claim to go to church and less than half of that actually go to church every weekend. Can I just encourage you on this first weekend of January of 2018 to make coming to the house of God a priority for you and your family? Can I tell you that's one thing my parents did right. One thing my parents did right. In the midst of their separation, one thing they did right was bring us to the house of God. In the midst of their own dysfunction, and all parents are dysfunctional. If you're a parent, you know that. The one thing they did right was they made sure we were at the house of God. And I'm eternally grateful for that. Make that a priority for your family to come to the house of God. Why is that? Because it's God's plan for your life. Look what Psalms 92 says. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted, listen now, in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. And all the older people said, amen. And they shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. Sir Michael Costa was a great orchestral conductor of the 19th century. It is said that one day he was conducting a rehearsal in which the orchestra was joined by a great choir. Midway through the session, the piccolo players stopped playing. It seemed innocent enough. After all, who would miss a tiny piccolo amidst a great mass of instruments and a mass choir blazing away? All of a sudden, Sir Michael Costa stopped the entire orchestra and choir, and he said, stop! Stop! Where's the piccolo? What happened to the piccolo? We may sometimes feel like that piccolo player, that we don't have much to offer, that if we stopped our ministry, that no one would notice. If we served or didn't serve, no one would notice. Yet the great conductor notices, and he needs us to complete his masterpiece in the earth, his church. We all play a role. We have a great team here at Elevate Life, and you'll meet them, and some of you have met them, but through the, throughout the year, we're going to highlight and profile some of the ministries, and I want to bring up at this time uh, Jessica Skidmore, who is our children's pastor. Give her a big hand. You know, you might look at beautiful Jessica, and you think, oh, her life is just so great, and it must just be perfect, and wow, that's amazing. Nine years ago, she lost her husband to cancer. She was a mother with three children. How old were your children then? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, nine years ago. One was two, my son was two, and then two years apart, basically two years apart, yeah. so like six, so four. So here she two. is, this single mom. Her, her husband very quickly passed away from, from cancer. And I remember sitting down with her because she'd been serving in the house. 
And I said, I don't know what God wants, Jessica, but I think you're supposed to serve with us, with our children. She quickly became our children's director and was a few years after that promoted to a children's pastor. And she is helping us now to establish great legacies and, and helping our children understand that they're a part of something bigger than themselves. And so Jessica, talk about what we're doing in our old building, which is our first auditorium, by the way, is always, if you drive in on the left, that was our first auditorium, 30,000 square feet. We had a cathedral just like this, but it was only about you know, 30 feet high. And, uh, and we're doing something with that cathedral area. We've converted our whole sanctuary, our whole aud former auditorium into classrooms. Our leadership prep school meets in those classrooms uh, throughout the week. And, and our children's ministry meets over there. But what's happening in our lobby right now? Our kids' lobby right now is being transformed. It's been a dream of our church for over seven years to build an indoor playground. Now, I know that God loves us because we have amazing pastors, Pastor Keith and Pastor Sheila, that lead the way every day for us. They make dreams come true. They love us extravagantly, and they're investing in you and your kids. And so if you'll turn your attention to the screen, we have a picture. We have an amazing treehouse. House. Yes, and it will be complete this week. Now, why did we choose a tree? We chose a tree because we believe here at ELC that whenever you elevate your thinking, you elevate your yeah, life. Yeah. Pastor Sheila does it best. We're going to the top. We can't be stopped straight to the top. We believe that we are like a tree planted by rivers of living water, that we are going to flourish, that we're going to prosper. We're teaching your kids that, and this is just a representation of that to them every day. Day. And, that now, they're, and that they're planted in the house of God. In other words, that's what God says. I want you to be planted like a tree in the house of God. So we're using this very visible, fun thing to begin to pour into your children, not only fun, but the word of God. And it's gonna be so amazing. So inside the tree, and that'll be about 30 feet tall, inside that, what, what's going on inside that? We have three different sides. We have a toddler area on the bottom part, and then they can wind their way up four stories to a four-story spiral slide. There's another slide up there. There's 10 different activities inside. Now, this is not a McDonald's playground, you guys. This is first class. When we do something, it is excellent. This is going to be the most amazing place of adventure for your children, creating memories. How many of you have great memories on a playground growing up? I know I do, yes. But probably not in your church. No. Mine was at McDonald's. <laughs> With the old metal slide where you get burned going down, right? But lots of fun. But you know what? We teach our children that having a relationship with Jesus is fun. Yeah. But it goes beyond having fun. It's more about meeting the need of your child. Yeah. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, their cognitive development, social communication skills. So your child is going to learn to share on this playground. Yeah. They're going to build great relationships with meet new friends yeah. on this playground. They're going to build confidence. They're going to test out their abilities. It's going to be an amazing place. And even the whole family is going to benefit yeah. because you are going to um, interact with other great families. We believe alignment comes before assignment. Yeah. So you're going to be aligned with great families. You're yeah. going to be able to encourage each other, share your personal story, have the opportunity to invite other families that are out in the community yeah. here to experience the transformation that's already taken place in each of you. Yeah. And Pastor Keith, you always say, the thing is never about the thing. Yeah. This playground isn't just a playground. It is a tool to draw men unto Jesus, to draw kids, to draw families. It's going to be used so mightily that's going to make more disciples and teach kids about having relationships. 
relationship Aren't you with glad Jesus. she's our children's pastor? Energy, energy, energy. I love that. Thank you, Jessica. Now, let me just say, why am, I, why am I pointing this out right at this time? Listen very carefully. God wants to bless you. He has a plan to bless you. So we're advancing God's plan. What is his plan? He wants to bless me. But why does he want to bless me? Because he says, I want to build my church. And by the way, you are my church. And I want my church to be built in you. I want Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. God sent his son so Jesus would die on a cross for your sins and for my sins and for the world's sins. And God wants to advance his kingdom in the earth. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So God wants to bless us because he wants us to be the church and that through us, his kingdom is advanced. That begins with us being planted in the house of the Lord. So we're gonna begin to teach that to children early, which you and I were not really taught that when we were growing up. We weren't really taught that growing up. We were taught, again, if you were taught to go to church, that's one thing, but you weren't taught to be planted in the house and that every blessing on your life comes from being planted in the house. You weren't taught, like me probably, that you are the church. You were just taught, well, we should go to church. No, we are the church. Come on, put an amen on that. That's why this year we partner with people like City Impact to take the gospel to the four corners of the earth. You know what the gospel was? Blankets for people who needed a blanket. Clothes for people who didn't have clothes. Food for people that were hungry. Resources for people that were devastated in Puerto Rico, in Houston, in Miami. And wherever there's a need, God has called us to be first responders because we are the church. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so God has called us to be the church, he has a plan to bless us, but we have to be planted in the house of God. And by the way, why does God wanna build his church? Isaiah two, verse two and three says this, in the last days. Now these may or may not be the last days, but there's some of the last days. Come on, there's some of the last days. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be highest of all, and it will be the most important place on the earth. If I were to ask you what's the most important place on the earth, most people in this room and certainly outside this room would not say the church. You might say your house, you might say the White House, you might say some other place. But let me tell you what the Bible says is the most important place in the earth, God's house. God's house. He said this is the most important place on the earth. It will be raised above all other hills that, that speaks of authority. It'll be more important in authority. Than in, people will come from all over the world. They will stream there to worship. People will come from many nations and say, come on, let us go up to the mountain. That means to the place of authority, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. So God has a plan for us to be planted in his house because this place is supposed to be the most important place in the world. But yet for most people, it's just casual. They drive by it or they come when they can or they don't understand. In the Bible, this is where we learn his ways. We're taught his ways and we advance his thinking and his ways and his love and his acceptance and his forgiveness out of this place to the rest of the world. That's what makes it so important. So God has a plan to bless us and there's a reason. Not just because we're humans, not just because we're his sons and daughters, but because we're his church in the earth. Finally, God has a plan for you to go. God wants you to go. 
Some of the last words that Jesus spoke was in, is found in Matthew 28. Here's what it says. And Jesus came and spoke to them and saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Aren't you glad you serve a Jesus that has all the authority, come on, on heaven and earth? And then he says this, go, everybody say go. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. What is God calling us to do? He says, Keith Craft, and you put your name in there, I wanna bless your life because I have a plan for my plan to be advanced in the earth. And you know what God is looking for? God is looking for a group of people who treasure his glory, who understand that they're capacitors, if you will, an electronic term. They're, 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 a, they're capacitors. In other words, they hold the energy of God. You guys have heard me teach this if you've been around our church. And that is that you have a fingerprint that nobody else has to leave an imprint that nobody else can leave. That there's a deposit of God's glory that's in you, that's in nobody else. And so your life is very unique. The world has never seen the part of God that only you have, evidenced by a fingerprint that nobody's ever had and nobody ever will have. So just like whatever I touch, there's, a, there's an imprint, whether I realize it or not, if I pick up a glass, there's an imprint. If I, if I touch a rail, there's an imprint. There's an imprint everywhere we go, not just naturally, but supernaturally. God says, I want you to get intentional about that to understand that you are my church, you are my sons, you are my daughters. And when Jesus was pouring his heart out to his disciples, he said, now I have all this power and all this authority and I wanna give it to you. But here's what I want you to do with it. I want you to advance my plan. I want you to be the church. I want my kingdom to operate in and through your life. I want you to be planted in the house of the Lord. And then I want you to take what you're taught here, according to Isaiah, the second chapter, that we will learn his ways. He will teach us his paths. I want you to take what you learn here and I want you to go. I want you to go to your job. I want you to go to your family. I want you to go to the four corners of the earth. The Bible says in Acts 1 that after Jesus had risen from the dead, he met with his disciples. He was 50 days on the earth. He did not ascend to the Father until after 50 days. And he met with different groups of people to reveal himself as the risen Lord. They knew he had died and he had, there's visible proof, infallible proofs, the Bible says, that he rose from the dead. He's meeting with his, his disciples and, his disciple, and he said to his disciples, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses even unto the ends of the earth. You know what your greatest destiny is in your life? to be a witness of God's glory operating in your life. God wants you to be the church. God wants you to understand you're created in His image for His purpose, to advance His plan, to not just go forward and have good success for your four and no more, not just to get all you can, can all you get and sit on the can, but to go forward to advance the plan of God in the earth. So even when we're talking this stuff about going, you know, and being planted in the house, I mean, a playground, you think, Man, a plate, like, do we really need a plate? Now, let me tell you something. You know what we want? I want to get into kids' hearts early that they're supposed to be planted like a tree in the house of God. So much more than a playground. But you know what that little playground costs? We've been waiting seven years and I pulled the trigger on it. $100,000. Some of my kings, some of the guys who are financial leaders in this house got with me recently to take me out for my birthday. And uh, 
I just said, you know, we're doing this. And I, I just want to tell you guys, and one of the guys stepped up and said, I'm going to do 10,000 towards it. And I said, Sheila and I are going to do 10,000. So we're already 20%. We're, we're there. But I'm just believing for a miracle today. That all, that, all that is needed in this house so that we can be the church and, and, and starting with children and teach them the ways of God in the house through a tree house on a slide. You might say, really? I don't want McDonald's or some other playground to outdo the kingdom of God. You see, when I grew up in church, we had felt boards and little sticky figures of Jesus. There wasn't no such thing. Hey, let me tell you about something that's not gonna happen, by the way. That, that'll be ready next week, by the way. You can walk right down this hall and just keep going and you'll go into our old auditorium and you'll see, or the, the old church. Uh, that sounds so weird. We just built it in 04. But anyway, but, but we're, we're moving forward always. And so you'll see in our lobby there, next week it'll be finished. Let me tell you what won't happen. Not one child will come up to me next week and go, I heard you gave 10,000, Pastor. I just wanna thank you for that. I know that was a sacrifice for you. Yes, little five-year-old it was. And I appreciate your heart of gratitude. Let me tell you something. When you get why you're put on the earth, it's not about any thanks you'll ever receive. You just do what you know God's put you on the earth to do. That's what we do, that's who we are. And it never stops, it never stops. So we continue to advance God's cause. So I pray today that we'll be an over and above church that, you know, I hope this doesn't happen to you, but maybe in 2018, there'll be a time in your life where you need some kind of miracle. And by the way, if, if, you, if you're not gonna need a miracle, there's gonna be people all around you that need miracles. And the reason God has a plan to bless you is because he wants you to be a blessing, right? He wants you to be his hands extended. So you know what I've decided in life? I've asked God for this. God, I never wanna need a miracle from you. I pray this prayer. I never want to need a miracle from you. But God, would you use me to be a miracle? <laughs> would you use me to make things happen that don't happen? Can I, you got to deal for me? I got stuff going on, but I'm still preaching. How many of you never want to need a miracle, but you want to be a miracle? Come on. Can we start the year off being a miracle for kids that'll never thank us? They'll just think, oh, this is cool. You have no idea. What has God called us to do? To go into all the world in his power and authority. Somebody put an amen on that. He's called us to go make disciples. That's what we're attempting to do with children. He's called us to go teach people how to live their life according to the word of God. We're going to Uganda this year. You say, what's the big deal about Uganda? Well, if you know anything about Gulu and you've heard the name Kony, Joseph Kony, you'll know that's the first place that he went to kill families and raise up child soldiers. We're going to that place where it all started, the massacres in Uganda. My friend, uh, Chris Parker, Chris stand up. <laughs> Chris is a rocket science, an amazing woman. And Chris has taken my teachings along with uh, Dr. John Maxwell's, and she's compiled something to teach who we are to 22 pastors in Uganda, and they will learn leadership from that great servant of God. That's going to happen. She'll be together with 51 other people, doctors and nurses. We'll have medical clinics. And from February 22nd to March 4th, there'll be pastors training, medical clinics. We'll build a playground there. We'll do a kids camp. And guess what? We'll rescue children for the glory of God. 
You see, God's called us to go, but not just that. Let me give you some exciting news. Some of you've already heard. Jesus said, you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem. That's the mothership, Frisco. To Samaria, to Judea, to the uttermost parts of the earth. God has given us a vision. I announced it last January on this very Sunday, State of the Church Address, that by 2020, Elevate Life Church is going to go from the mothership and we're going north, south, east, and west. We thought Salina would be first. We don't even wanna get into that. We'll eventually go there because we will buy the freaking city. But, <laughs> but while we're not buying it yet, there's nowhere to meet in Salina. There's no schools that are available. They have a policy against that. And so I'm not gonna say any more about that except God will change their hearts because if that city's gonna grow, they're gonna have to let people in. So anyway, enough about that, Mayor. Uh, but we're going to Salina, but first we're going to McKinney. And, uh, and so by 2020, we're going north, south, east, and west. So we are establishing a McKinney campus. We're having our first launch party next Sunday on our 18th anniversary at 5 p.m. at Dowell Middle School. You can call the church for more information. There'll be worship. I'm gonna give a word. For the next three weeks, we're gonna meet every Sunday night there at five o'clock, and then we will launch Elevate Life Church McKinney on February 4th, what the world calls Super Bowl Sunday. We're calling Super McKinney Sunday. And so we're very excited about it. Want to introduce you to our new campus pastors, Leif and Hope Angel. Y'all come on up here, give them a big hand. Come on. We're going. We're going. We're going. Y'all be seated just for a minute. I'm not going to be much longer. This couple, 18 years, well, actually 17 years ago, this November, was sitting in our first interest meeting when we were starting this church. They were there. Life was a sales guy. Hope was a teacher. And they wanted to be a part of this new church. There was about 23 or 24 of us there. Long story short, life served faithfully. Life and Hope have served faithfully in this house for all these years. And a few years ago, I started speaking over life. I said, I think you're supposed to be a pastor here. He went to ORU and is really a spiritual guy. Very spiritual. And so I said, I think you're supposed to be a pastor here. I started prophesying over it. Then what year was it? Yeah. You came on staff in 2014. Yes, sir. And did you ever think when you were sitting in those original meetings that someday you would be one of our campus pastors? No. But God has a plan. I said, God has a plan and we're gonna advance his plan. You never know what he's gonna do in your life. So they're going to McKinney and here's what's gonna happen every Sunday in McKinney. We're gonna have our live worship team there and then through technology, we're gonna beam live from here to there. I'm gonna preach in McKinney. I'm gonna preach here and preach in McKinney every Sunday. Sometimes if it gets large enough over there, I might preach over there and we beam it back to here. But the truth is, this is what God's called us to do. We are going and we're going in His power and His authority. And all at the same time, all while building trees that are planted by rivers of living water, all while doing everything that it takes, almost $300,000 to expand and go to McKinney through technology and all that's needed just for us to start a campus in a rented building. It's never ending, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you gotta get rich. And that's why you got to this year sow and reap a hundredfold so that you become prosperous and continue to prosper and become very prosperous. You know why? Because God's called us to go to the four corners. Let's do that. Let's do that. So I'm going to pray over them. But life, just any quick word. 
You know what's exciting about McKinney is uh, it was just this week, as a matter of fact, it was Friday, I sent you a text and I just again talking about uh, the things I've learned and the ways I've been developed and coached and sometimes corrected and directed in this house. But, you know, that's been a part of the discipling. As amazing as that is, what's going to happen in McKinney is that extended. It's not just about having a new you know, new location we're going to meet at. No, it's about expanding our reach because the great thing about McKinney is it's going to be this just there. It's going to be servant leadership. It's going to be honor. It's going to be uh, just gratitude and generosity and, and all the things that make Elevate Life Church right. Frisco powerful is just going to be extended. And there's people right now in, in McKinney uh, and, and Plano and Anna and, and the surrounding areas of McKinney that don't know yet, that need to know what God's going to do in their life. And, and this new understanding of who Jesus is and how desperately he wants a relationship with them. You know, miracles are coming. There's people who don't know yet. There's people who've been in a pit for so long, they don't know what life outside the pit is like. Yeah. It's coming to McKinney. Yeah. In Jesus' name. So God has put us in the two fastest growing cities in America, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going. And we're going in the name of Jesus. So today, uh, stretch your hands towards them. Father, I just thank you. In the next few weeks, you're going to prepare the hearts of McKinney. You're going to pre prepare the hearts of life and hope like never before. And God, we're going to reach hundreds. We're believing on that February 4th for over 300 people in our first service in McKinney. We thank you for your hand that's on their life in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. It's going to be great. Give them one more big hand. We're going to McKinney, y'all. Why does God want to bless you? Because you're his son and daughter. Why does God want to bless you? Because he wants you to advance his plan in the earth. Why does God want to bless you? Your business, your family. Because as we plant ourselves in the house of the Lord from this place, the glory of God will be revealed in the earth. It's not pie in the sky. It's a responsibility that God has given us because we're created in his image, in his likeness to make the kingdom of God come from heaven to earth in the name of Jesus. Would you bow your heads? Father, I thank you for every person that's here. I just ask that you would move on every heart, God, and that you would seal every heart to know that you have a plan for their life. You have a plan to bless them. You have a plan to prosper them. You have a plan for them to take their place in your grand masterpiece, this earth that you've created. God, I pray that just like that piccolo player, that we would not stop playing our part, but we would actually step up and never stop. We ask that your kingdom come for your will to be done in every person's life here. And God, we thank you for it. On this first weekend, if your heart is not right with God, or maybe it is even right with God, this is a good prayer to pray. Pray this after me, everybody that's here. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I wanna start this year by opening up my heart and opening up my life to be the person you want me to be. Forgive me for any mistakes I've made. Cleanse me, wash me, make me clean. Help me to become the person you've created me to be. I give my life to you, my past, my present, and my future. And I ask you, God, to bless me indeed, to enlarge my territory, that your hand would be upon me, that you would keep me from evil so that my life causes great gain in the lives of others. Help me to never need a miracle, but to always be the miracle that people need. Help me to be your hands and feet extended. 
in Jesus' name. How many of you want to be those kind of people? Amen. Hey, before we're dismissed today, let's give. I want to encourage you, start the year off right. Listen now, this is real important. Don't get, don't get rushy. We're going to all go here in a minute. Put God first. He says, prove me, try me, and see if I won't open the windows of heaven over your life. Get that pattern in your life and watch what God will do to grow your life. So let's give, but also I'm gonna ask those of you who have heard what I've said about our, our tree and our, that we're using as a prop, if you will, to teach children that they are a tree of life, that they're a tree planted in the house of God, that we need to be planted in the house of God, that I would, I would ask that you would give over and above towards that. I'm believing for a $100,000 miracle today. And let's start 2018 by being a miracle for other people, amen? So thank you for considering that. Just prepare your, your first fruits and your offerings and uh, let's give to God. And again, I just wanna thank you for being a part of Elevate Life. Make church attendance a priority in your life this year. Make inviting people a priority this year. Let's make some disciples. Let's be a part of creating a great legacy and a, be a part of a tribe in the earth that's making a difference for the glory of God, amen? So just uh, continue to give and uh, Pastor Sheila, where is she? Oh, there you are. I looked down and you were gone. I thought the rapture had taken place and we were all left behind. Yes. <laughs> How many of y'all grew up in church? You know what I'm talking about. Where'd they go? I was left. I'm so glad you were in the dark. I couldn't see you. I thought we'd all been left behind. Yes, I had to come up here because I really am excited. I'm so excited about next weekend Yeah. because it's anniversary weekend. And for some of you that you've not been here to celebrate an anniversary, it's always so fun just getting to go back through the years and for to take you on a journey. Some of you did not see Pastor Keith jump on the back of that horse. And so usually that- Some of them have never seen the mullet. Yes, they didn't the, see me go bald. They yes. didn't see me go from we did dark series. to gray. Yes. It's been so quite a morph. Yes. Sorry. So all those things you get to laugh. We get to just reflect back on all the things that God has done. I started done. the church. I was 280. About two years later, I was 217. Slowly, I've oh, climbed back up. You got too thin. That was too, too thin. So I like you a little bit beefier. But um, <laughs> anyway, and I like you with your burgers and your nachos and all those fun things that you like. So that makes it fun. But uh, and because we got a birthday coming up, Pastor Keith's birthday. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure to get your copy of Pastor Keith Craft's new book, Your Divine Fingerprint, and visit elevatelife.com for other exciting new content from Elevate Life Church.